When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady. I will be one of your hosts here tonight. Of course, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Alyssa Hood. And Alyssa, chat, everyone, the Winnipeg Jets are in sole possession of first in the Central. Alyssa, how are you doing? How are you feeling tonight? This is like the fourth time that like I've been like, are we first in the Central? Maybe we are. Maybe we are. But like. I'm feeling like this is a first in the central team right now, man. Like this is, I'm, I'm excited to be a Jets fan. I am fired up to be here, Brady. Hell yeah. I, uh, I am too. I'm very excited. I did not expect to be this amped up coming into this show. Uh, about halfway through the game, I was like, I was going to say like after the first (laughs) period, I was not expecting to be this amped up coming on the show. Holy. But, But, uh, Hey, I mean, results, results are good. The team's looking good. Uh, you know what, Alyssa, let's, let's just start off. Let's, 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 let's dive into the game. We'll start off at the, at the top here. Let's talk just about the matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. How were you feeling coming to this game? I mean, it's hard. Brady and I, we always want discourse, but we never get it as much as we want to. And I'm hoping maybe some people in the chat can, can push back on me a little bit. Well, maybe not after the last three hours that we just witnessed. But I think that the Detroit Red Wings are frauds and I don't think that they're a good hockey team. So I was not expecting like to me this week, this was middle of the pack of the three original six matchups that the Jets have this year or this week. And I think that's probably not really up for discussion. Everyone knows the Bruins and the Habs are what they are. Um, But I don't think the Detroit Red Wings are that good. So definitely going into this, I was expecting um, Patrick Kane to probably pot one i feel like it's it's it's, it was only a matter of time before he started getting on the score sheet a little bit whatever um my noted boy crush joe valeno was coming to town so i was gonna (laughs) shout out my guy (laughs) um and beyond that like always a treat to get to watch lucas raymond and marit cider play so i was excited to see to see them and have them come in just like you have someone to get excited about for 31 teams um any given night when they're playing against your team but i mean goaltending yeah, that's that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know about you. I personally, as as, as uh, a man with with trauma from last year, I know you didn't have to do the set of games because I remember doing them last year. But the 47 save game that that James Reimer had oh. against the Jets last year uh, kill, uh, killed killed a small part of my soul. Uh, and I was very worried coming into this game. Not very worried, but. 
definitely on alert, uh, considering he has kind of been a little bit of the Jets kryptonite. Classic, you know, um, <laughs> guy from from here plays well against his uh, hometown team. Um, but didn't didn't look uh, didn't look all that great tonight, if you ask me. Yeah, no, and I see uh, we have Austin in the chat who's saying disappointing as a, as a Wings fan. Shout! Whoop, I just threw my phone on the ground because I'm so excited <laughs> that Austin and, and friends are here. Um, if you're Austin or if you are a Wings fan, watch this. I am sorry for your loss tonight, uh, but I am so glad that you're here and joining us to talk a little bit about this game. Uh, and hopefully we can we can give you a little bit of more specifically the the Jets' perspective on this sort of side of the game. So to start things off, um, I kind of want to talk about a little bit about the line that opened up the scoring for the Jets. That's also been a talking point in a good way for the last little bit, Brady thoughts on the fourth line tonight, dude, what, what a, okay. This, this, this line it's, I feel like fourth lines often go so underappreciated, but at the same time, almost overappreciated. Cause it's, it's kind of like the whole backup goalie thing, the backup quarterback thing where, uh, you know, everyone will get frustrated with, you know, the, the main important pieces of your team, uh, and either will find solace or will get really frustrated with, uh, you know, the guys bottom of the lineup. But tonight, like these guys made a difference. Um, obviously the, the scoring starts off with the, um, excuse me, with the uh, the Pionk goal, which we initially thought was Barron's goal. As we kind of alluded to to start the the show, the, the first period was kind of shaky. Uh, <laughs> and I found that at least in the first kind of 10 minutes, the, um, the fourth line was one of the only lines that felt like they were not only creating chances, but also transitioning the puck into the offensive zone and kind of setting up for, you know, the continuous, you know, as the Jets like to roll their lines out and cycle the puck around. Um, it felt like they did a lot of the heavy lifting tonight. Uh, and and again, starting off with this goal, the Jets had barely a sign of life until this goal happens. Uh, and of course, this is the Pionk goal where we all thought, you know, Morgan Barron might have tipped it. Uh, unfortunately not. But um, I'm glad you brought up the fourth line because, you know, we we I feel like Morgan Barron gets a lot of the praise and, and deservedly so. I, I love that guy. He's definitely one of my guys. But what a night Axel Janssen Fialvi had tonight. Shout wow. out to my man. I gotta say, um, shout out to Axel Janssen Fialvi also. On Saturday after the game, um, I was hanging out with with a bunch of people after after the Jets game, a couple of people who had helped put on uh, South Asian Heritage Night, which was really exciting, uh, really awesome. And uh, a couple of Jets were, were nearby. And at one point, there, so we're all kind of standing there talking. And, and some guy's like, whoa. That's the fast guy on the Jets. That's actually Yonson Fialbi. Like, and David Gustafson and Nino Niederreiter fully standing right there, but this guy was like clamoring over Axel Yonson Fialbi being there, made him take a picture with him and all these couple of things. It, it was it was really funny. So I had a funny He's a good little... looking he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking yeah, good. No, Sweet sure. Swedish Fabio and, and shorter, you know, but uh No, he's tall, dude. He was tall. Like he was, he's just as tall as David Gustafson is. I swear to God. Like maybe it was just. I guess maybe just not as thick, not as not as thick. You know, maybe. But and also, I feel like he's got his head down because he's skating like the wind half the time. Because yeah, he definitely deserves some special shout out tonight. And I think the thing is with this fourth line is that what makes a good fourth line to me is having a bunch of guys who I'm like, hey. I actually wouldn't mind you playing higher up in my lineup if you had to. You know, we used to have guys that are on the fourth line. It was like that was. They, that you plug them in there and that is where they stay and if they played anywhere else you'd be like no this is when i know my team is bad if any one of those three guys had to play a game or two in the middle six i could survive i i would be okay with it i i have no beef with them i have i they can manage they're good hockey players and all these kinds of things and i think that just shows 
the depth of the Winnipeg Jets. And actually, Anson Fialbi is, is kind of the main outlier in that where I'd prefer not to have him in my middle six. But games like tonight are nights where you're like, hey, I understand the appeal with this guy. What a game. So happy he got that goal. Dude, that work along the boards, just the little pass to himself. Work of well, Connor McDavid. It, work it, of Connor McDavid. Well, and this, that wasn't the only time that he had made the, a nice boards play tonight. Like the goal, the, the Baron goal started off with this one play that him and Pionk, that uh, Janssen Fialbi and Pionk did like multiple times tonight. And I guess, uh, obviously Sandberg on, on Janssen Fialbi's goal. Um, was this nice little playoff off the draw, just immediately throwing it off the boards. This is a draw that I, I remember noticing the Jets doing this like a year or two ago. And I remember telling one of my uh, defensemen on my beer league team being like, as soon as we get the draw here, just throw it, just throw it right off the blue line on the other side. It'll pop out right in the middle. One of us will grab it. He's never, it's never worked out because uh, we play beer league and we're not NHLers, but uh, that that's how the, the puck enters the zone and you get an easy, simple out uh, just by having a player being able to be faster than the other team. And as you said, like, I don't even know if he did like a self pass. I don't think he did a self pass. I think he just uh, like on the goal they scored. I, I, I think that he or did he just turn? He, like, I think he just acknowledged that that the the D man was was committing to the puck there yeah. and was like, yeah. you're not going to get it. And I will just walk around you because you're going to be out of position. You're not going to get this puck and I'm going to have a breakaway. Obviously, it, it uh, you know works out for him. The, he gets his first goal since uh, since last season. So, uh, big shout out to him. He had a phenomenal game tonight, in my opinion. Uh, just uh, buzzing on the PK and uh, and taking over. You know, it, on the fourth line, you don't get a ton of minutes, and uh, they made them count. That's for sure. Absolutely, and I and I want to talk a little bit. It's we have a uh, Mall in the chat. We have Ian in the chat, um, alluding to our our special fifth defenseman out there um, who made that gorgeous pass. And and Dylan Sandberg has very few weaknesses, in my opinion. He's got, you know, little things when it comes to, to panic decision-making, things like that. Like, <laughs> generally speaking across the board, I, I don't have a lot of beef with, with Dylan Sandberg and how he plays. But one of the areas that I wouldn't, you know, immediately put in his strengths column is his stretch passes. I don't think that there's anything about his exit passes that – uh, would be, you know, I, I wouldn't put him up there. That That's a Josh Morrissey, Dylan DeMello, uh, Neil Pionk thing in my opinion, and, and Nate Schmidt, of course, thing in, in my books with how the Jets decor looks. But he's the one that made that pass uh, to Axel Gonson Fialbi that, that led to that goal that was absolutely gorgeous. And he had a lot of other really good looks tonight, too. The chat is, uh, you know, showing him some love as well. Um, any thoughts on, on his game tonight, Brady? On, on Sandberg, sorry? Yeah. Uh I mean just steady. Like he he was good. Uh you know, obviously the 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 PK is kind of always a little bit shaky for the Jets. Um I thought that he was a, an important piece of that tonight. You know, and and again like getting the assist on the on the Jonsen Fialbi goal was was big, but um I I I think for a depth defenseman the most important thing is that you don't really uh notice them a ton. Uh, which is, you know, at, at least here in Winnipeg is not something we've always been able to do, considering we love, love, love to talk about our sixth defenseman uh, and seventh and eighth and whoever. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I just Lucas Pisa. haven't thought about him in a couple days. I saw, I saw someone uh is one of my buddies sent uh just like a oh, this was the 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 decor in uh, in 2020. And boy, oh, boy, that is scary. Uh, I, I, am, I am so glad we are, are miles away from that. Uh, and that was also when Josh Morrissey was also not good. So And he was playing first pairing every single night with, with one Nathan Bullman or Nathan Bolio. Yeah. <laughs> oh Anyways, my God. but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the good times, which are now. Um, and I want to talk about 
who's really been helping keep the good times rolling for me. And that's the top line, man. That top line, I people are talking about them in the chat because obviously, how could you not? Um, but they're saying, you know, people were they're smiling during the goals. Lardo's now got what? How many goals? Like he's he's Lardo. rocking like a point per game. I sorry, I love that nickname. It's a great it's, nickname. It's a great nickname. <laughs> um, I understand how they got there, but come on, guys. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's such a hockey nickname, but like in a terrible almost kind of way. But um Gabe Velarde, Gabriel Velarde, if I may, uh, the government name, uh, to make you feel better if you don't like Lardo. Um, <laughs> dude, the vibes are immaculate. Let me hit the Macarena real quick. Like, I am just so electric every time that guy's on the ice. First period, <laughs> I don't know. But that that line, what? They all got goals tonight, hey? All three. Yeah, bang, they, bang, did. Bang. they did. Yeah, and, and, hey. and I think... I'm I'm so- the goal. <laughs> I got I got to cut in here. Oh, I I, okay, okay. You, you, I I was already gloating to you. I I, I don't know. I, I came into this game. I know that the 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 the, the Red Wings have been a little, you know, a little, a little fraudulent, especially as of late. Uh, I, I I just I just saw some some nice odds on uh, on on you know two point games. I just decided to throw it on e- each of the players in that top line, uh, as well as Shifley getting three shots. And boy, oh boy, I know I don't think Shifley ended up getting two points, but regardless, we came out on top uh, for both of those. Uh, good night for me. I'm happy. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My apologies. <laughs> No, I was a little behind on the stream and Brady texted me. He's like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, oh, good. The Jets score. He's like, I just cashed in my bet. I was like, oh, of course you did. <laughs> um, no, but that that Mark shaped the goal to, to finish it up there was just, you know, perfect, perfect summary of that goal. Perfect work by Gabe Velarde to recover that puck on the boards. Ehler with the easy one touch right over. Could have tried to shoot it because that worked earlier that night, right? Like it, he was in a good spot for it. But Shifley was wide open. And if there is one thing that I am so sure of in my life. It's that in that spot, that goal is going in when Mark Trifley is shooting that puck. So I just, that little tic-tac-toe, perfect by Gabe Velarde to get that puck out there. Really good read by by Ehlers. And not not to jump from goal to goal. I mean, but, wait, 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 Ehlers, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I need I need, I need you. You didn't even mention the fact that he kicked the puck out, that he was standing on Ehlers, standing on top of the puck, has two guys on top of him. He he puts his toe on the puck, sees Gabe Velarde out in the, in, you know, just providing support to him. And he just perfectly just does a nice little, little pass, a little through ball, uh, right to Gabe Velarde's stick. And, uh, Keep talking about this. Cause I'm going to watch it again. Cause now I'm confused. And, uh, of course, you know, Mark Shifley sitting alone in front and like this goal, I like it, it, it is, it's that line to a T, uh, not only because, uh, of the way that it was finished in like a nice tic-tac-toe, uh, play, but also the way that like th- this goal doesn't just happen as, you know, the jets enter the zone. They're, they're just hanging out doing their thing, you know? Oh, <laughs> there you go. There's the reaction. <laughs> you can see it on Alyssa's face. Um, Wait. but, but, but no, no, like the, 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 the the Jets had possession in in the Red Wings zone for a while there, and there's just a couple times where just Gabe Velarde. There's so many times where I'm like, this guy. There's no way he can. There's no way he can get away with the puck here, and somehow he just uh, accidentally pushes the puck a little too far. But that's actually a ruse because he just pulls it back in tight and sends one of the defenders going flying. The amount of times he puts pucks through uh, defenders' legs and comes out on the other side with it, like that happened, I think two or three times leading up to this goal. And again, it's not the thing that we're going to talk about. Na- well, I mean, we are, but it's not the thing that naturally comes up usually when you talk about these goals because 
because you kind of just look at the, you know, five to 10 seconds leading up to it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Jets had possession in the opposing zone. And that's what this, this line is dominant. It's dominant. It is. I, I'm so excited to see what they will do against the, the Bruins. Um, yeah. Because like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying this, this line has like one of the best lines in the NHL, if not the best, at least right now. Whoa. I mean, no, no, <laughs> okay, I, okay, I, I don't, okay. I don't care. I'm willing to see you. You, you can say I'm, I'm not attaching myself to this, but right now, like this is the first game where this line has not had between 60 to 80% expected goals for, I know it's a small sample size. What did they have? Oh, then? just a measly 55. Okay. 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 But th- well, the, the and po- then they were also on the ice though for that that um the Patrick Kane absolute rocket there rebound. So I feel like that knocks him down a scooch. So yeah, I mean, like, uh, no, I'm just saying for for the number, like that's why the number is probably that low is because of that specific goal. I feel like yeah, that one likely I can actually probably check on Money Puck here. That one had an expected goals of uh of I think point to seven if i'm yeah correct so based on this anyways get a little bit but hey mall agrees with you mall agrees with you that's the best line in the nhl right now and honestly i'll hang my hat on that shirt i don't care i don't care if they're gonna keep playing like this like i simply can't argue with them like gable already has what like six goals in three games or something stupid he, like that he's like, got he's got five goals in his last four games and he's got six goals in his last six games which is, if you're wondering, more than Pierre-Luc Dubois has this entire season. <laughs> um, yeah. No reason. Just felt like, you know, just to bring up a random player, you know, just to kind of give him a, like a totem pole, you know, kind of compare him. Uh, <laughs> compare him to. <laughs> no, but um, I, with with that line, though, like, I think Gabe Velarde, what I, what's, what's interesting about him to me is that, like, I always wonder is he that good or do I just not know him yet? And what I mean by that is when I'm watching players, like even early in the season, I was like, man, Alex, I follow Gabe Velarde and Rasmus Kapari are like the best players on this team in the first two games. And I'm like, no, it's just because I don't know what to expect from them. So when they're good, I'm like, oh, that's excellent. Like Nikolai Ehlers, like as chaotic as he is, I'm, I'm so familiar with his game that I'm like, yeah, like I'm expecting him to absolutely like, completely manage the zone entering on a one three one regardless of what's happening and mm-hmm. if i was watching him for the first time on my team i'd be blown away by that but i'm just like expecting it you know so with gabe velarde i'm like is the novelty ever going to wear off because i'm never expecting him to be as excellent as he is in those really tight situations like he always exceeds my expectations yeah sorry i'm just laughing at maul's comment and the <laughs> lardo also shops at rona <laughs> Oh goodness. And hey, I just want to say guys, you guys are killing it in the chat here tonight. We got we already got 32 people in here. Please do like the stream. Uh we we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh after a, a surprisingly fun game. Um mm-hmm. but that 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 I don't know. Do I want to talk about that top line? I was initially coming into this, I thought I was going to give some shit to yeah. to one of the members of that line and I, a guy who I would for it, usually I mean, okay, like I I kind of I feel like uh, I want I want to be very clear. I think that this line you cannot touch. I just think that it's worth you know, a guy who I, I go to bat for a lot. My boy Nick Ehlers uh, has had a couple tougher games in regards to at least his puck management. Um, I feel he's just kind of throwing pucks into random areas, and uh, you kind of saw that in the first half of the game where he's you know uh, going into the zone and he's stopping up. You can tell Shifley's like down low, waiting for just kind of the the standard dump in. 
Uh, he's, you know, trying to make these, you know, behind the back passes, this and that, throwing the puck uh, into the corner, which again is is not a <clears throat> is not a bad thing. But if the rest of your line can't expect it, it's kind of tough. But again, I. I am all saying this because I think that it's important to criticize the people you go to bat for a lot just to show, you know, just show that they're they're not perfect. Um, but boy, oh boy. But like, I, I think what he adds to that line to go back to the positive side of things. Um, also, I'm sorry. And what I was alluding to before was the, the, the you saw it exactly when he tried when he tried to shoot that one puck near the end of a shift um, and he tripped over his own uh, skate blades, which was hilarious. Um I love him. I, I I really do, and I think that one of the key points that and and important things that allows this line to be so potent is the fact that Ehlers can be. He's just your ace in the hole for getting out of your zone and getting into the opposing zone with possession. Despite the fact that he might throw pucks away here and there, he is one of, if not the best, zone entry players in the league. Um, and it just makes it so much easier for that top line to have positive numbers because that's. That's something they haven't always had with other players playing with Mark Shifley. <laughs> and that's one of the hardest things to do in hockey. Like, the more hockey you watch, especially in person, I feel like it's much more, like, magnified and amplified in person. It's just hockey is entirely about trying to get in the way of other people's lanes. You're just trying to get in the way. That's all you're trying to do. And if you aren't trying to get in the way, you're trying not to let the other team get in the way of you. Like, that's all it is. So that's, like, it's, it's a ridiculously hard part of the sport and if it was that easy we would have entirely end-to-end zone possession games the neutral zone time would be cut and there's a lot of time that's spent in that zone so it is it is like an extremely it's like i i equate it almost to the to the pass in volleyball right like you can't if you can't pass if your team can't pass in volleyball nothing else matters absolutely nothing else matters but my my rebuttal on this nikolai ehlers thing is the last few games Nikolai Ehlers' puck management is just, like, chaotic always. Always. Like, he, that's the one thing about him that's, like, excruciatingly frustrating sometimes is that my dad actually said this the other day, and I was like, this is the perfect, perfect description of him that I feel like I'm going to use for the rest of my life now. Nikolai Ehlers is always playing pond hockey. He always looks like he's playing pond hockey. Like, just the chaotic passes, the ones that would definitely be a highlight reel if they worked kind of thing. Like, he's always like that. But it, it, it doesn't matter. And we actually had this conversation today, Brady and I did. We were talking about the power play and all these kinds of things where when you're just looking at him, he's kind of an off-putting player to watch because you're like, what is he doing ever? But the results speak for themselves. Like he's a net positive player through and through and through and through. Like he is an extremely good hockey player, but he's a little bit abrupt to watch because you're like, Ugh. like, yeah. <laughs> what's he up to? What's he doing? <laughs> Yeah, and and the the conversation was sparked because of my comments on on last game over with the the crossover episode with the Habs, uh, where I was kind of describing why Nick Ehlers has kind of gotten the shaft for uh, you know a couple of years now in regards to ice time, uh, and my reasoning was that Mark Shifley just kind of gets what he wants, um, but I think that is a very fair thing, and I I think that is an important thing to acknowledge is that he is a odd looking guy uh in the sense of the way he plays uh <laughs> hey it's it's what's his deficiency money ball right <laughs> like what he just he looks a little silly and 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 throws the puck into random places sometimes but boy oh boy does he uh get you know get shots on and uh enter zones and all the important things that the jets need on that top line but 
yeah anyways i mean hey uh, that that top line is is absolutely rolling again i'm excited to see what they can do against uh some more difficult competition because i think that the red wings tonight were um pretty easy (laughs) in regards to uh allowing zone entries and allowing uh passes through the, the middle it felt like they were puck watching a lot on the one um which goal was it um Oh, the the Velarde goal where he where he's just backdoor and Cole Perfetti hits him while every single. I was actually going to start talking about that right away. Oh, my gosh. Just hilarious. Every single Red Wings player looking at Cole Perfetti and uh, and Velarde's there. The reason I'm mentioning this is, you know, we kind of despite the fact that they had that top line had such a great, uh, you know, expected goals uh, share. In the Canadians game, it didn't feel like they were still creating all that much. Uh, and the Canadians did really good at shutting down the lanes. So mm-hmm. going to a real, uh, you know, test team, you know, a, a real, what's the word? Uh, a, a litmus test game, we'll call it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what they will do against the Bruins because that's a legit team that, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what the Jets will do to get it. But sorry. I didn't mean to pull you away from that Cole Perfetti goal. If you wanted to talk about that or, yeah, any, or no, anything I mean, else, but you know, just <laughs> well, that's specific. The Cole Perfetti pass for that Velarde goal. I actually, I'm just doing a quick little Twitter doom scroll as I always do. And Dmitry Filipovich shout out. Um, probably mm-hmm. my favorite Twitter follow in the world because like 30% of the time, his tweets are like quite intelligent and you you know how smart he is and he's showing some really good stuff but the other 70 percent, he's just showcasing the meme that is the nhl awful scoreboards awful plays hilarious favorite twitter follow in the world um gabe velarde since the jets put him on the top line with nikolai ehlers and mark shifley five games five goals five assists all primary 26 shot attempts 10 high danger chances and with them on the ice at five on five the jets are up nine to two and shots on goal are 48 to 22 so as we say in the twitter universe sorry (laughs) that's good right (laughs) that i think that's good i've i've i'm sorry one one moment that's good i i'm sorry that was a bad the call is in (laughs) the call is in yeah (laughs) that 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 yeah they're good that's a good line that's a good good hockey (laughs) line it's a good line (laughs) and that that little shift change that had um perfetti come out and just make that pass that pass was so nifty dude i am I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And um, I think we need to talk about it. Just a scooch. Just a scooch. We didn't we didn't get to see it tonight. So I, I, I'm i not allowed to be mad. I'm not right. allowed to be mad. But Cole Perfetti, who makes that pass, who makes a pass like that, pretty much every shift of pretty much every game, has been demoted from the Winnipeg Jets power play. Brady, how do you feel about that? Because I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Here is the thing. Uh, we, we all know as Jets fans, the, the power play has not been the best, uh, <laughs> that it maybe it could be considering the types of players that are on it. Um, and Rick bonus, uh, addressed that last game and, and, and was, you know, very upfront with the media saying, Hey, this is something we have to fix. We have to fix this. The power play, the words he said, which is exactly what I wanted to hear is too stagnant. It, it there's not enough movement. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly. I can't. I don't have the quote in front of me. Word for but, word. But basically, I'm paraphrasing. But basically, <laughs> he said essentially, uh, "We're not moving the puck, and we are not moving our feet on the power play," which is something we have bitched and moaned about here on uh, Game Over Winnipeg uh, a lot. And that is the key reason, I, in my opinion, why this power play has not created anything. So, what's the big change we're gonna get here, guys? What's the big change? 
it is just taking uh, 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 Cole Perfetti off of the power play and putting on Alex Iafalo, who, uh, let me check my watch and, you know, go in a time machine and go back to the start of the season, um, was also on the first power play where this these issues uh, uh, started. So, in my opinion, the, the, you know, like the quarterback guy, the guy who everything runs through on, on the power play usually tries, they try to make it to be Mark Shifley. And realistically, he just can't be the guy on the, on the half wall. He just can't be it. Um, I think that Cole Perfetti deserves to be on that top power play. He has one thing. I know that we all talk about how Mark Shifley has turned a new leaf in regards to his playmaking ability, but Cole Perfetti's your passer. Cole Perfetti's your Blake Wheeler. He's he's new age Blake Early. Wheeler. Uh, in regards 100%. to his his output, what he can do with the puck, the the type of magician passes where you're like, how did that get through? Uh, that's your guy. And he is the guy that the Jets need to be running their power play through. Reasons why they might be worried, uh, you know, might not want to do it is because at least recently there's been uh Cobra Fetty has been kind of a little bit pushed around, but that's not something that happens on the power play. Uh, not unless you want to leave every other player on the jets open. Uh, and, and Cobra Fetty is a guy who can deal with the pressure and move the puck. So what I think just needs to happen is Mark Shifley needs to go into the middle of the ice. He needs to be the bumper. That is his spot. He is one of the best players on this jets team at shooting with limited space. Gabe Velarde very obviously is your net front guy. If you look at all of his goals last year, uh, I'm pretty sure almost every single one of his goals this year, it's all within like three feet of the net, five feet of the net, six feet of the net. Uh, that's his bread and butter. That's his spot. Okay, so we've got two guys. Uh, Nick Ehlers is on our, our top power play unit. That's great. We've been fighting for that for a while. We need to use his speed. He is your guy for your movement. If the puck gets over to that left side of the ice where he's on his forehand, that's where he needs to be because he can skate up and down the left side of the ice and uh, walk in and uh, either shoot the puck. He's a shooting threat. Put it into the middle where Gabe Velarde or Mark Shifley are able to one time it or, t- or, or tap it in uh, or or go back door, whatever uh, opportunity presents itself. Or a chaotic uh, combination of all of them, right? Because that's the other beauty of it. Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I personally would love to see them go five forwards, but uh, that, w- that would never happen. I don't think that would ever happen with uh, the coaching staff that we have currently, but... Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it just feels mind boggling that the, uh, the problems start here and they're addressing them over here. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah. the, the issue is, is movement and it does not have to do with the guy in the middle of the ice who is Cole Perfetti. Why, why is that the, the guy you you're picking on? And I know we're getting away from the game, but. I was hoping we'd see some power plays tonight, which I know I wanted to talk about it, but you'll get to on Friday. I'm sure the refs will see that there were no calls in favor well, of the Jets tonight. So they'll make sure they give us some on Friday. Here's the thing, though. Well, no, if, if the Jets go to get a get a lead, uh, they, they <laughs> won't get a power play. That's that's the rules. If you're if you are winning the game, you're not allowed to get power plays. It doesn't matter if Nikolai Ehlers gets uh, completely interfered with by Ben Chirot, which which includes like kind of a headshot, kind of a cross check. Uh, it doesn't matter if uh, uh, David Gustafson gets held as he's trying to get race to a puck. Uh, that doesn't matter. But hey, Nino Niederreiter, make sure you don't even microscopically touch the gloves of another player because that's a slash. You can't do that, man. You can't do that. And Joe Valeno, too, in this economy for real, dog. Yeah, no. Whatever, I, man. 
we're not we're not going down we're not going down that path but yeah no no 100 percent. and i think the thing is like when you look at yeah he said it himself rick bonus said it the power play is stagnant and the person who is going to change that the most is the person who's going to be able to move the puck the best and that is cole perfetti point blank end of conversation it's no one else it's him so i that that's my frustration in that um stagnance comes from puck movement more than it comes from foot movement more than anything so you got to make sure you're keeping the guys who can move the puck into the right places on there so we'll see on friday i guess but um let's um we'll we'll talk ian brought it up in the chat and i know you want to bring it up and, and ladies and gentlemen i i'd like to remind you that less than a month ago less than a month ago we did some report cards over here at game over at sdpn and if you're here right now thanks for being here by the way make sure you like subscribe and do all that and also check out the chicago blackhawks stream from a few <laughs> games ago when brady and i did report cards and brady gave Laurent Brasqua a big fat F. Sorry. Uh, card. <laughs> uh, sorry. You're, you're cutting, you're cutting out. Uh, 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 <laughs> now I'm kidding. <laughs> no, genuinely. Like it's, uh, listen, I did not fight him that much on that at the time. So I am throwing myself under the bus with you at the same time. However, at that point, I don't think it was warranted to, or I think it was warranted to give him uh, a poor grade. Cause at that point he had a couple starts that weren't so great, but then we had that Carolina game. And then we had yeah. the Kings game. Um, did he play the Kings game in that back-to-back? With no, San Jose? no, no. The sound he played the San Jose game. Oh, loser, I think, I loser. Think, right? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I think he played the Kings game. I think he played the Kings game. I Someone in the right. chat, fact check us, please, and thank you very much. Anyways, and he played the Colorado game. He played listen, the Colorado game. Listen, listen. And he played tonight. I, <laughs> I gave him an F, and as you said, it was not fought back on he had not done what he needed to do uh up until that point of the season he was looking like a liability he was looking like a guy you couldn't even go to but i am more than happy to admit that i was wrong because wow lb tonight was an animal and he has been an animal for the past two games he's played which only happen uh, every other week um boy oh boy i am i'm very happy to say that he is our backup goaltender because he was scaring me for a while um but tonight like oh my god the amount of beautiful saves that he made even just like like the the one my my personal save of the game for for him um i it's got to be a a toss-up i, I <laughs> I can't even decide on one. Uh, I'm going to go with the 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 Debrinkit save where uh, where a pass comes across from from Kane to Andrew Kopp all the way over to uh, Alex Debrinkit, who just has a one timer, one of the best goal scorers in the league. And LB is right there, well, comes out of, of his too. crease and just makes a beautiful save, a beautiful save on him. It's it's not even that it was like a wide open net. It's a wide open net with but, Alex Debrinkit, who's an auto 30 guy. Like but, auto. But not even not like, here's the thing too. Like it's not even that he made great saves tonight, which it, it is. I mean, that's a, a good start. It's also the timeliness of them. And listen, he can't control when the the opportunities that he requires a big save uh on when they come. But for example, the the huge the, the big save on Debrinket there happens not very long after the Jets go up 3-1. If that goes right. in, it's 3-2 and you got a, a, an immediate game. The uh yeah. the big save in the first period where uh the puck goes off the boards and and comes un- underneath him. He makes he you know he has the wherewithal to understand that hey I don't want to knock this into my own net. Um yet when it comes out into the middle he makes a beautiful pad save, a beautiful toe save my 
mind you, on, I want to say it was JT Comfer. That's in the last minute of the first period. Again, it, that that changes you going into the break as being up one nothing and going, hey, listen, maybe we didn't play our best period, but we're up one nothing. Let's get going to going into the into the dressing room. And you're going, hey, we're not playing that well. And it's tied. They came back. We scored the first goal and they just got one right before we came in here. That al- introduces a lot of doubt is. I know it's an intangible thing, but it's real. It's 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 a real thing. And we all know it. Jets fans know that vibes exist. Uh, so <laughs> not only did he make big saves, it was the perfect timing. He was great tonight. Uh, it could have been a completely different game without him in that tonight. A hundred percent. So shout out, shout out our boy. He does exactly what we wanted him to do, which is make sure that games are still very much winnable and won when your goalie gets a night off. So shout out LB. Thanks for the memes, dude. I'm sure we'll have more work for you uh, coming up in the next year. So let's jump into some questions just to wrap up the show here. It's been a really fun one. It's nice to see everybody in the chat here. We're having a great time. We have Kishore. We have waiters. We have Jeff. We have Lucas. We have Maul. We have all these people in the chat. Thank you so much for being here, guys. We really appreciate you. And if you're if you're listening back later, we we appreciate it as well. I've seen a couple of uh, really interesting questions come in, um, in, in the last little bit. So I'm going to jump to a couple of these. Uh, and I'm going to jump to the first one um, that I want to talk about. That's from Julian. Um, because it's about Villy. For those of you who aren't aware, I'm wearing yellow <laughs> in support of the non-contact jersey. Villy oh, is. is practicing. No, I just happened to be wearing yellow. Um, I just noticed because today he looked like I can't remember who it was that tweeted. He looked like Ronald McDonald, and it was really funny. Um, Villy is back practicing with the Winnipeg Jets. The return is in sight. Return of the King, if I may. Lord of the Rings, third movie, because it's coming, guys. He will be back soon. And Julian is wondering if the Jets are going to go Dylan and Pionk. And then Sandberg and Billy as the pairings, or if they're going to switch to Sandberg Pionk and then um, Dylan and Hanola, which I think is a really interesting question because that's what they were running at camp. That's what they were running last year. And they had really good results specifically with Hanola and, and Dylan whenever they were practicing together and playing together uh, at NHL at camp and in practice. Um and I know there's been some effort to to try the Pionk and Sandberg thing a little bit, but first things first, I think they slot him in at number six with sheltered minutes regardless, just to get him, you know, acclimatized and all these kinds of things, which naturally means I think he goes in with Sandberg. Um, but that being said, part of uh and I also think that they really like how this Schmidt or no, I'm just I'm just saying names. This Pionk and Dylan pairing is playing lately, which I don't disagree with either. So I have a feeling like the way the cards are kind of aligned right now, I think they go with the first option that Julian gave us, which was keeping the second pairing as is and then slotting Billy in with Samberg. But if those are the six guys they're committed to, I could see them doing some shifting around within those bottom four. Um, and hell, even the top pairing if they wanted to, because Dylan DeMello is the greatest hockey player in the world. Um, and he can play with literally anybody ever. So if there was another pairing, like he is so versatile, he's so great. I could talk about Dylan DeMello for hours. Um, so I think there are options for sure. But my guess is they definitely start with Sam Burkanala. What do you think? I think that they, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think they do start with Sam Burkanala, but I also think that they go the, hear me out hear me out on uh well actually no never mind this would not work <laughs> never mind i was i was gonna throw in and be like they're gonna go morrissey canev <laughs> or or other guy but then i realized that would also knock take billy, billy out of the yeah. lineup so yeah. <laughs> and i do not want to go 11 7 that's for for goddamn sure um but yeah i uh 
I, I would agree with you. I think I think Nat like that Sandberg and and uh, and Villy have played together both with the Moose as well as um, in, in limited times with the Jets. Uh, otherwise, I would say yeah. I, I I think that they would naturally go back to. It makes sense to go back to that kind of pairings that they had in training camp, but. Um, I mean, I wouldn't touch Dylan and Pionk right now. I'm not. I'm, I'm very surprised to be saying how much I like that pair right now. They have been phenomenal yeah. recently. Um, hey, I'm I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it until until anything is uh, into uh, you know showing reasons to change it. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. I uh, I want to jump to Kishore's question also because I think it's really interesting. Um, next ten games. Okay, so we're gonna do some mental math here. We got Boston coming up. Two Chicago's. Two Minnesotas, so that means two Brock Favors, one Anaheim in Arizona, San Jose, Tampa, and Columbus. What do you think the record is over that? San Jose. One second. San Jose, uh, Tampa, Columbus. I'm going to, and that's 10 games. I'm going to say seven and, and, uh, <laughs> wait, sorry. I'm so sorry. What were was that? Ten games? I how many was? Yeah, it? it's ten games. I, I, th- uh, I, think they, I, I think the Jets go go seven and uh, seven and, and, and three. No, well, we won't put OT stuff in there because that happens. Oh but, yeah, no, it's uh, in my, <laughs> we got a lot of ten and O's in the chat. I, hey, I'd love to, I'd love for that to happen, but I'm just trying to be realistic. The way I went with it was, we beat Boston, we beat Chicago both times, we lose to Minnesota, we beat Minnesota. What was the next ones? Those are the first five that I can remember. Uh, Anaheim. Anaheim, we beat. Yeah, and Ryan Strom doesn't see the light of day. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I mean, he's going to see the light of day, and then he's going to see the darkness of a fist. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Arizona. Arizona, we lose for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, Carl Vamelka is going to have a 60-save game, uh, and Jets are going to lose one nothing. <laughs> um. San Jose win we win this time for sure yeah tampa win <laughs> columbus lose <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> to, to adam fantilli in the Here's fourth the line the, the jets the jets have shown up when they've played against good teams it seems to be the 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 difficult or like the the so-so teams where either you get a game like tonight where they the, the you know the red wings just are terrible defensively and, and the jets laugh and and beat them up uh or they play a game like how the Habs played where like they are significantly the worst the 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 less good team of the two but all they have to do is frustrate the Jets by uh, being stingy and allowing not a lot against and we're playing a trap because that's well, the other exactly thing. If they play a one three one or a one one three like the Jets the Jets struggled mightily and I feel like that's a, a rainy day conversation to kind of have because they the the other team may not be scoring on the Jets very well. You know, they're not great in transition, but we're sure not making anything happen either on this end. So it's it's definitely difficult. Yeah, uh, no, I absolutely. So I think that kind of wraps up uh, what we mostly wanted to talk about today. Uh, Brady and I are going to be back doing a fun little New Year's Eve wrap up show to finish up the year. Um, so well, that'll be the next time we're back together. But we have a couple games between now and then. Brady's going to be with you uh, on Friday talking about the Boston Bruins game. And then we're going to have a little break over Christmas. So if you're celebrating that, we wish you a very Merry, merry Christmas on that. Uh, a couple games and then we'll have some really fun stuff coming up in the new year um brady any last words for the people before we head out for the night <laughs> any last words 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, hey, we got a bunch of people in here tonight. Thank you all for tuning in here. We really do appreciate it. This was a fun show, uh, despite, again, <laughs> thinking that this was going to be a mad one considering the game that we had um we got a lot of people in here make sure you do throw a like on the stream make sure you guys subscribe to sdpn we are getting so much closer to the 100k once we get there we're partnered by youtube allows us to a lot more to allows us to do a lot more things uh so please do join the sdpn crew uh other than that make sure you guys follow us on twitter follow myself at nhl chunky follow list at Liz hood uh they'll both be in the description here follow at sdpn sports and you know what guys have yourselves a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in with us. Peace.